You might have come to hear me speak today. I don't know. I'm not going to assume that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, shucks. Yeah. But I believe that you will not receive the greatest blessing from me today, but from this man you're about to listen to, because his life represents the transformation that the gospel brings. I'm not going to steal any of Steve's thunder, but you're in for a treat, and we get to hear about how God changes lives miraculously and powerfully. And so I'm going to invite Steve Evett to come up and tell you about his story. Would you give him your attention? Talk about setting the bar high. Wow. God has got me right where he wants me. <laughs> I am not a public speaker by no means, and God knows it, but that's why he uses us in our weakness. He strengthens us. So, first of all, what the Lord has laid on my heart was Psalms 118.24 says, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I can't think of anything better to be glad or to be happy about than the grave and death being conquered, and we're celebrating that today. So with that said, I just want to be the first to say, there is no grave going to keep this body down. <laughs> Not no more. Thank you, Jesus. Um, you know, uh, Brian wanted me to share a little bit of my testimony, uh, keep it short and stuff, and boy, I tell you what, I have a struggle because I have 43 years of bad stuff I could tell you about. But uh, I want to share with you that this is not coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. This is a God thing that on Easter of 2014 that I have been asked to share my testimony because it was Easter of 2010 I become a Christian <laughs> and chose to follow Jesus Christ and receive him as my Lord and Savior, which was on April 4th of that year. So if I act a little childish, let that be the explanation. I'm just a four-year-old child <laughs> in a 47-year-old body. But uh, no, uh, my story, it starts, you know, I, I come from a dysfunctional family. Um, I had a mom that was, you know, she, she read the Bible. I remember watching her in her rocker reading the Bible as a kid growing up and, and, you know, uh, my dad, he, he was working all the time and stuff and never really got plugged in. And so I, I, I want to ask for forgiveness because if I skip around and stuff, it's, it's very hard for me to do this. Um, but I, I was trying to think what I could share in a short amount of time. And I got my answer last week in our short group or small group. And I just want to share the question that was asked. Bear with me, my fingers are a little thumbing. <laughs> the question was, what is the most significant thing you have learned about yourself in the last five years? And my answer was, I am worth something. Because, you know, as a growing up, 
I never thought I measured up. Every time I tried to do something, it wasn't quite good enough. I'm not saying that I was told that you're useless or worthless or anything like that, but I never got the approval. And I, I, I strived, and it wasn't just in the family. I mean, this was in school, this was in sports, this was my friends. I mean, in all areas of my life, I got where I just didn't feel like I measured up. And through that, that led my direction of thinking into a very destructive pattern. And by the time I was 13 years old, I started trying to escape the feelings that I had, and I seeked them in drugs and alcohol. And by the time I was 16 years old, I was what you was called, what was called a weekend warrior. And on the weekends, we'd all go out and party and get drunk and stuff. Well, a 12-pack, we used to split between three of us. And then it got to the point where a 12-pack wasn't enough for me because that wasn't taking care of what I was feeling. And the more that I drink and the more that I tried to escape that, the worse I felt. There was remorse. There was I was chasing a false hope. And to by the well, by the time I was sixteen is when I experienced or experimented with marijuana for the first time. And uh Satan used that one really, really good on me. But you know, through through my experiences, by the time I was twenty one, just to speed it up a little bit, because that was all the weekend stuff. By the time I was twenty one is when I started to experience the the financial problems, the consequences of the drinking and the consequences of my decisions and my actions with the jail time, with going getting in trouble with the law, with getting in trouble with relationships, my family. By the time I was 21 years old, I had done and separated my family because I was so ashamed of what I had become that I didn't want my family to have to own up to them knowing me. So I used that a lot to separate me from everybody and from the world. If somebody showed they cared for me, I would try to be the meanest, baddest person I could be to push you away. But with that said, today I thank my mother for having a heart for God and for praying for me and for loving me no matter what. Because I truly believe that those prayers... is what saved me, the love of my mother. Today, you know, I I can embrace her. I see her heart smile. I see a joy that radiates around her head when we talk. There's not that shame, you know. There was... Uh, <clears throat> There was a time that I didn't speak to my family for seven years. I, that my choice. 
but it is awesome that we serve a God of restoration. Because through his grace, he has restored my relationships with my family, and we are stronger and closer than we've ever been. I'm able to to love back. I know I know what love is. In First John, it says that that God loves us. We we love God because He first loved us. Guys, I didn't know what love was. I thought you bought it. I thought it was in gifts. I thought it was material things. I know what the peace and the joy is today that God gives us. But. With that said, I, I <laughs> to kind of wrap it up. I just want I, I want to share. Uh, here, here's another example of God's restoration. Some of the people from my past, when I was getting in trouble and stuff, are in my life today on the other side of the walk, and I am so grateful for that. And for instance. The process of coming to Covenant Baptist Church, you know, it was, I, I God led me here. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that God led me here because he has helped me overcome other addictions in my life through this church, through our pastor, and um, through the love of friends and family. But there's one thing that really struck me funny when I first started coming and I'm sitting over here by the window, <laughs> and this man comes over and says, hey, my friend, can I sit next to you? And I'm like, sure. And I look over, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is the guy that used to dish out the punishment for my actions before, and it was Judge Sifferman. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, whoa. But you know, it, it's all good, man. This is, this is what love is. This is what, this is what God's all about. He, he, he mends our past. He, he gives us futures. You know, he, he gives us, this day is what our hope is. This is where my hope lies. So, you know, there's, there's other people in this church that, and I won't mention names, but that are in my past that I owe a great level of gratitude for for intervening and I believe today that it was God's intervention at that point in time because if I would have carried out the plans that I had I probably would be locked up in prison right now for life or even dead so I just want you to know that through my rebellion that I also accumulated 60 WIs. I, guys, the point of the matter is, is the drugs, the alcohol, if anybody's struggling, man, it don't do anything but take away. It don't, it don't do you no good. None. It did nothing but steal from me. And it's a very powerful tool that Satan has. I just feel led. I'm, I'm going to come out. I'm going to be. This is my moment of transparency, and I'm going to let you know that the la, the last addiction that God has helped me and this church has helped me overcome is pornography, internet porn. 
not in my Christian walk have I heard of accountability partners. But I tell you what, we need accountability partners. And I can say by the grace of God that I have not checked it, looked at it, punched it up, except for one exception. One time I slipped and immediately downloaded the program on that device since Thanksgiving of last year. So thank you, Lord. It's also by the grace of God that it's been over eight years. Well, August 10th, it'll be eight years since I've had a drink. It's been over four years since I've had any drugs. And seven years since I've had a cigarette. God is a God that will make us overcomers. And, you know, as we sit here and we worship this day of Easter, or Resurrection Day, let us just remember... If you're a believer, there's no grave going to keep your body down. Praise God. Hey, Terry, I'm going to have you stay up here. I'm just going to put you on the spot here. Um, if you didn't notice, oh, Terry doesn't have any arms. Um, and I'm going to have him. Steve, Steve, Terry, I don't know why I said that. Um, I saw Terry right here and my brain went to Terry. Terry has arms. Steve does not. Um, I'm so sorry for you. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have Steve share with you how this came about and how that, how God used that to change your life. Um, August 21st of 2001, I was a lineman. Uh, I was up in a bucket truck and did, um, I went up there to hang a down guy wire. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but, but anyway, it's the wire that comes down to the ground that backs up the support of the weight of the wires on the pole. And as a result of that, I didn't put my rubber gloves on. So club complacency is a, <laughs> it's a pretty big one. But um, anyway, I didn't put my rubber gloves on, and I went up there to pin the wire. And I guess the weight of the wire actually flexed the boom down enough that the current jumped into the control panels on the bucket truck, and I grabbed the control, and I had 7,620 volts of electricity enter into this hand, and it went straight through and out this hand. And it didn't blow them off or anything. It just burned them so bad that it just shriveled them up. And through the process of 10 surgeries, this is what Steve is today. (laughs) But I want you to know, today it's the best thing that ever happened to me. This is the megaphone that God has blessed me with to share his gospel. People come up and they say, oh, you poor man. I say, (laughs) come here. You got a couple minutes. Let me tell you about the best thing ever happened to me. Because I had to lose my hands to get a life, to get a purpose in life, to see life. It took something this drastic to slow me down enough to know that there was a God that cared. 
and he wanted to use me. I was laying in the hospital, and I'm sitting there, and it dawned on me. It's like, man, I ain't going to have no hands. And I just got this, like, calmness feeling just went right over me and said, it was like, man, you're, you're going to be fine. And I remember my mom coming in, and I said, Mom, I'm, I'm, these are my hands. This is what I work with. And she says, I know, son. I said, but I feel like it's going to be fine. And she goes, it's going to be fine. And little did I know how much fun a man with no hands can have. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's awesome that I'm just living my everyday life. And I'll be in a restaurant and I'll be eating. And I'll have my fork in here and I'll be eating. And then I turn around and I see a little kid over trying to hold his fork between his... <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it, it's cool. It, you know, uh, ju- just a while ago, I mean, God put me in that seat just to bless me a minute ago. All them little children took off and went through that door. And Brian and I was looking there and I said, look at that, all them little blessings. And then this one kid's walking by and he's going... <laughs> we both kind of chuckled, but it was it was kind of cute. Yeah. God's going to have great things in store for that boy. But uh, anyway, no, um, just, I mean, I, my life is just so much different. You know, there's there's different areas of life that I can, I can use this for an example, you know, in, in messages. Um, God has blessed this. So much. Well, let me just... When, when I uh, first started recognizing the Holy Spirit working on me and drawing me in, I prayed and I asked God. I said, God, if you will take this craving of this alcohol away from me, I'll help as many people as I possibly can with as much time as you leave me here on earth. That wasn't my salvation prayer. <laughs> that was just a prayer. I, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of that living the way that I was, and God honored that prayer. He kept me sober. And three years later, he reminded me of the second part of that prayer. And, I mean, it came like a big kick in the kidney. I'm laying on the couch, man. It's like, whoa. And then I heard this little quiet voice says, hey, I'm doing my part, man. You remember your part? And I remember thinking, okay, well, I'm going to help people. Okay, well, maybe I can do some safety meetings or something like that and make some money doing this, you know. Stumbled and fall and trying to make personal gains and stuff. And it was like that same small voice come back and said, hey, if you really want to help some people, help win them over to me. It's the best gift you can ever have, they can ever get. And from that time on, when I, when I give this to serve him, it has been blessed. I get opportunities to speak. I get to work with amputees. The thing, I think the gift that God has blessed me with is I get to share hope. There's hope. You know, he's placed me in a jail ministry. The place I never like to go, he's got me working in. (laughs) There's that regeneration thing again. But, you know... 
Today I look forward to Wednesdays to go to the jail. And I tell them that, and boy, do they look at me funny. And I said, you know, maybe God's using this time that you're in here to prepare you for what he's going to do for you out there. So take every moment, take every breath that's a gift, and use it for the glory of God. This time, thank you. (laughs) 